Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the JB Motorsports Podcast. Pretty much what tonight was supposed to be talking about was Formula E, the double interior, the Rolex 24 Daytona, and looking ahead to NASCAR. That's all going to have to be done tomorrow. We'll still talk a little bit about NASCAR later on, but a bit of an emergency for the second time. Formula One is having its busiest off-season in history, and the 2024 driver city season has kicked off before testing has even started. Last week, it was announced that Lando Norris would be staying with McLaren, on a rolling fixed-term contract. The same was also announced for Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. What we didn't expect was news that broke late last night that Lewis Hamilton was rumoured to be leaving Mercedes. And then when everybody woke up this morning, it was announced that he was driving for Ferrari from the 2025 season onwards. Cue an entire day of media going absolutely bonkers until around about an hour and 40 minutes ago from when we are recording this podcast, it was officially announced that Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes will part ways. And then about 20 minutes later, it was announced that he will be driving for Scuderia Ferrari. So alongside me, myself, Joshua Birch, tonight in the podcast, delighted to welcome back Jess Ball and welcoming to the team our USRN commentator for NASCAR this season is Matt White as well from the Grid Endurance Performance Index and the Grid Network, of course. Welcome to you, Matt. First of all, delighted to have you on the show. Delighted to have you sort of now permanently with the team as well. Uh, starting with you then. First of all, how are you? And have you had any rest today? Because it's been nothing but non-stop drama. Uh, hi, Josh. Hi, Jess. Hi, everybody. It's been non-stop refresh- refreshing of Twitter or X, hasn't it? All all day. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, nothing. There's a football tweet. Not interested in that. Scroll down. Uh, it's just been mad, hasn't it? Uh, one of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning was the message from Adam Cooper. Uh saying that this was a thing that was happening we've heard this before and then you saw how much momentum it had going for it and then by i guess lunchtime it was pretty much clear that um this time as the song says this time i know it's for real and lewis will be leaving and going to going to italiano i mean I've been seeing so many memes tonight about everyone from the cast film with uh, Luigi as well and everything going like everybody's a Ferrari uh, Luigi only follow the Ferraris and all that lot it's like it's crazy how much Ferrari have actually been taking it up and I think I've cursed it because in the comments box literally directly above the camera I've got a wonderful 3D uh, painting of Lewis Hamilton at testing in 2012 at Jerez and then just above it I've got a Scuderia Ferrari flag so I think I've sort of been willing it accidentally into uh, being as I think as half the paddock Jess you've been saying throughout the day you can't believe it you can't believe it's actually happening is it a good thing or a bad thing it's actually happening though well I my first thoughts about it was that I think it was too soon to make the decision because we haven't even started 2024 I still can't quite believe that it's happened to be honest but I'm taking an open mind about this. I'm not going to really judge it until the middle of 2025, but at the moment, I think it's a good situation for Lewis Hamilton to be in. Of course, he hasn't won races in Mercedes for the past two years. He wanted a new challenge with Ferrari, and I think he saw where Ferrari was heading and he liked it, potentially and he brought, had good relationships with some other people in that team as well. And it's a multi-year contract, which is one I was shocked about as well. I thought it was just going to be a year, but no, it's more than that. And I'm really excited to see what he could do in red overalls. I think he did dream, I think, a few times that he wanted to be at Ferrari at some point in his career. And he finally gets a chance. My mum and dad are big Lewis Hamilton fans, and they're welcoming it with open arms. I was not expecting them to like the news, but they're quite keen on him. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does at the team. Literally, we had a few days ago him sitting in the W15 and everything like the feet sitting. He's had all of the going in for some shakedowns in the simulator. And he apparently only told Toto Wolf last night that he was leaving the team and that he's gone to Ferrari. But Matt, 
from what we've been understanding throughout the day, it seems to be that this has been a slow burn of Lewis leaving Mercedes and joining Ferrari. We know, of course, he's got back in touch with his old manager. He's sort of brought his old team back together again. He spent a lot of time with in his early part of his racing uh, career. Now it looks like Ferrari, sort of, as soon as they knew that Hamilton might have been interested in hopping in uh, elsewhere, they sort of gave up on communication with Sainz. And we'll get on to Sainz's statement later. And they went straight for him. So has Ferrari pulled a blinder? Or have they sort of set their own destruction with having two drivers effectively as their number one? Because he's going to be alongside Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Mark Hines is who you reference. Who, who funnily enough used to drive a Ferrari in British GT. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's back in the fold. And, and this, i kind of thinking this a little bit all day as this has been rumbling through. Remember the Rosberg announcement? Absolutely nobody saw it coming um, at the FIA prize giving where he just said, I'm done, see ya. Here, I've got the ball and I'm going home. I finally got hold of the ball and now I'm, uh, now I'm taking it with me after all those years of trying to get it. Um... <sighs> I don't know I do I also thought it would be a one year I have to say I agree with what Jess said I thought it would be a one year but if it is a two and it sounds like it's at least a one plus one it's going to span the regulation change much like it did when you went to Mercedes if you remember um, ten years ago so um, he's at that point in his career a lot of people have said you know he's done everything look, look, look at the stats there is nothing more that he can win really but if he can pick up a, another British Grand Prix win or obviously Monza uh, win yes. in a red overall you know things that other British drivers in the last few well the last British driver to go to Ferrari of course was Nigel Mansell and that didn't particularly go well <laughs> including retiring from his whole career after retiring from the Grand Prix at Silverstone in uh, 90 parking at the inside of Cops um, but we'll have to wait and see will it be a case of we get I don't know four or five races into the year this year maybe he's picked up a win for Merck and maybe Ferrari is struggling at the back end of the top 10 and then it'll be oh he's made the wrong choice we'll just have to wait and see how it pans out let's take a look at that statement then from Mercedes and it's a very interesting statement as well. It's on your screen now if you're watching us, if you're listening to us. I'll read out the key statements for you. It says that Mercedes, AMG, Petronas, F1 team and Lewis Hamilton to part ways at the end of the 2024 season. Lewis has activated a release option in the contract announced last August. As Matt said earlier and Jess did, it was the one plus one that they signed last year. And therefore, it will be his last season driving for the Silver Arrows. The news brings to an end what is currently a 17-year-long working relationship with Mercedes-Benz and an 11-year-long partnership with the works team itself. Now, this is what Toto Wolff had to say. In terms of a team driver pairing, our relationship with Lewis has become the most successful in the sport has seen, and that's something we can look back on with pride. Lewis will always be an important part of Mercedes motorsport history. However, we knew our partnership would come to a natural end at some point, and that day has now come. We accept Lewis's decision to seek a fresh challenge, and our opportunities for the future are exciting to contemplate. But for now, we will still have one season to go and we are focused on going uh, racing to deliver a strong 2024 lewis hamilton then added i had i've had an amazing 11 years with this team and i'm so proud of what we have achieved together mercedes has been part of my life since i was 13 years old it's a place where i've grown up so making the decision to leave was one of the hardest decisions i've ever had to make i've heard that before from mclaren i will then forever be grateful uh, for the incredible support of my Mercedes family, especially Toto, for his friendship and leadership. And I want to finish on a high together. I'm 100% committed to delivering my best performance I can this season and making my last year with the Silver Arrows one to remember. Oh, isn't that nice from Lewis and Toto? Aww. That's a sort of like, a, we're divorcing, but we're being amicable and we both get the kids. So, I don't know, from what I read in there, it's sort of all to me I've been piecing it together blew up around about Qatar when Hamilton and Rosberg Hamilton when Hamilton and Russell came together at that first corner and Hamilton immediately went no sorry my fault all my fault 
but to me it was like a mental trigger because Russell was just on it wasn't he completely and I didn't think that they had a bit of a fracture there didn't they and Matt standing with you on this one we've seen several teams over the years having this sort of flutter between each other do you reckon that over the course of the next year Hamilton is going to find his working relationship with Mercedes sort of take a very downward dive because He's not going to be involved in developing the car. He's not going to get priority that much in new equipment that's going to develop this forward. And he's going to a pretty big rival in the in the championship with all the knowledge and know-how. Yeah, true. And they had that run in at Suzuka, didn't they, in the race, uh, Lewis and George, which was kind of around the same time period. So reminds me a bit of the Vettel and Ricciardo uh, Delio at Red Bull. Do you remember? Obviously, Seb would come off the back of all those championship wins. Here comes the young kid that comes in and, and he's beating him, and, and they're having a little bit of get set tos and things. And then he left and went to Ferrari. It's kind of got a little bit of the tangibles of that uh, uh, to some degree, but it hasn't been going well, obviously, for the last couple of years for Lewis, especially. Um, and you kind of got that feeling after Cota, perhaps, last year that he was a little bit phoning it in. Uh, Brazil, they were terrible. Uh, Vegas didn't go so well. Abu Dhabi, well, he finished eighth, I think, after that last that battle with Yuki. Um, so, it, yeah, it was just a bit of that get-to-the-end-of-the-season job. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Going to Ferrari with all that, not well, again, all that knowledge, but both these teams aren't the top team. We have to, we have to remember this. It's not like a Max, a Max jumping to Ferrari and... Ha- then bringing them all the way up from the not the depths of third and fourth place as such, but you know what I mean. Um, they're all, the Ferrari Mercedes on that level two and three with maybe McLaren in there as well. So I, I said before, we're just going to have to wait and see how this all pans out. And if he gets there and isn't on the same level as Leclerc, even then that's going to be another interesting thread to all of this over the over that first season. I'm so looking forward to this. And, and Jess, it sort of came out, as Matt pointed out, that we, that we saw little bits of intrigue and little bits of cracks in the relationship form as well, especially over the last two seasons with Mercedes's engineering not being that great, James Allison leaving, coming back again, Val, James Val's going over to Williams. But the biggest thing that I want to ask you as well, Lewis went public with saying that Mercedes weren't listening to him when it came to developing the car. They weren't taking his advice on board. They were sticking to the guns and saying that we know what's best, not you. Do you reckon that played a factor of sort of like, well, I'm clearly not wanted here. I'll go somewhere where someone's now actively trying to get me because it sounds like Ferrari, as soon as they knew he was available, they wanted him. Does Lewis need to feel wanted in order to have that driving succeeding ambition he's had uh, when, for instance, as we said earlier, he left McLaren to go to Mercedes? I was discussing about this earlier on and when Lewis was speaking to Ferrari about their development plans, I think that was potentially the driving force to getting Lewis into Ferrari because he's seen how much Ferrari could get involved with. But I have to say the development of the W13 last year no offence, it was awful. They went the wrong way to begin with. I don't know why they went with the Cypod idea. It was absolutely ridiculous. No Cypod. They should have stuck the Cypod from the get-go. And then the car was still not fast. And Lewis Hamilton wasn't able to get the win. So maybe put two and two together. I think potentially that probably fractured a bit of the relationship with some of the staff as well. I think some of the Mercedes key staffers left as well to, to join the team. But I think, in my opinion, in terms of that the staff relationship, I think Hamilton wouldn't have left Mercedes to join Ferrari if Frederick Vasseur wasn't team principal because yeah. Frederick Vasseur was a key part of his development when, he, when Lewis was in GB2. He won his title in his first season. He helped him with Prima, I think it was, and they got on well. And of course, I think there's a few other people that weren't Mercedes and now at Ferrari. So it's not like Lewis is going to start from square one. He's got like a few people already in Ferrari that is very keen to get the car. Go- I, I, I think Lewis 
is there, I think, just to help with the development as much, like, like with 2012. Remember 2013, mm. Lewis was there for one year, helped helped the car for one year, and then moved to 2014, it was the best decision in the world. Remember how we all criticised Lewis moved to Mercedes and then it was the best thing since sliced bread? I think since we know what happened last time when we had that big shift, I think more people are starting to realise that it could work because of what happened 11, 12 years ago in Mercedes. But yeah, I think it may be due to because of the development. I think that's probably why he left. The car wasn't performing as it should. Lewis know why and some of the team didn't know why as well. But I think the biggest loss will have to be for Toto, really. I don't know what Toto's going to think. I think that's still going to take a while for him to sink in. To that point, again, you mentioned Jess, and again, it goes back to things in the past. When Lewis left McLaren, he had Jensen as his teammate, and they had a couple of run ins, didn't they? Remember Canada? And yes. there were, you know, two guys fighting at the front of the field in, in equal opportunity, and Jensen was getting the better of Lewis in that last little 18 months or so, most of the, a lot of the time anyway, before Lewis left. So the, the circle is, you know, completed again on the Mercedes. Uh, gravy train and thinking about it sort of asks the question as well why Ferrari you both answered it brilliantly as well because of Frederick Vasseur the links of course with his manager coming in and then the the big chairman of Ferrari also as soon as he realised what was going on he pinched him as well straight away so it stands to reason do you reckon it was ever an option to have a look at Red Bull Perez's seat is up at the end of this year but Christian said he would work with him and even 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 um, Adrian Newey said I'd love to work with him. So, do you reckon he would have looked? No. There was that talk, wasn't there, um, pre-Christmas that they had a chat, or or in one shape or form. However, whoever you want to believe which way that phone call went, but yeah, I, I don't think um, Lewis going to Red Bull was ever going to be a thing again. Up against Max in the same car, I don't think that was ever likely to be on the table. Best. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think Lewis and Max would have got on well and I think it would have been a situation where Red Bull would prioritise on Max's development rather than Lewis and I'll just be, be back to square one again. So he, he might have thought about Red Bull but then he realised what would have happened. So I'm glad he didn't, he didn't go to Red Bull to be honest because it will just be utter mental and chaos for him in, in the team. So yeah, I don't think Red Bull was ever an option, even though Lewis's management did approach quite a few teams. Christian room, uh, there were rumours that Christian said that Lewis's management uh, approached some teams. And to be honest, Christian was not wrong. I mean, Lewis has been very smart here as well, because now going with Ferrari, there's two reasons why it's smart. One's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but the, 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 that I'll get to that second. The first point is he's been very clever here because... Ferrari have also got the World Endurance Championship program in the hypercar category. So if he wants to go over and, and win Le Mans, we, we've seen that that car is capable of doing that. It won last year, won two for the team. And it's also rumoured that Ferrari are getting their act together and joining IndyCar as an engine manufacturer as well with a factory team over there. So if he wants yes. to do the Indy 500, he can even go over there and do that after he's done. So it seems or like... Or IndyCar. Or IndyCar permanently, yeah. It seems like there's more opportunities for Lewis to be at Ferrari when he ends his career and wants to do something else outside of Formula 1. So, Matt, do you reckon we will see him anywhere? And Jessica can answer after as well? What do you think, Matt? I don't think we'll ever see him in IndyCar. I don't, I don't, uh, if the Ferrari thing happens, I don't think we'll we'll see that. I would like to say he'll do maybe just Le Mans as a one-off, not the whole WEC series, but do it, pull a Hulkenberg and go to Le Mans and win it. Um, but uh, who knows? I'm not sure how his view. We know what like Max is like. He's across everything that's going on. I'm not sure Lewis his worldly motorsport view outside of the F1 bubble is only he would know and maybe that may have been even you know part of the discussion for further down the road uh, to get him in one of those cars I'd be cool to see mm. a lot of people are talking about it on their social media today as a, as a mm. future possibility I would like to see Lewis race Le Mans someday that would mm. be I said, I think every driver's dream is to race Le Mans at some point in their career. And if Lewis doesn't do it, 
it's going to be quite a surprise, I think. So once he leaves Formula One, it'll be great if he can do a Le Mans event with Ferrari. We'll have to wait and see what IndyCar bring with Ferrari. That rumour's still going around, and right now they might have a manufacturer pulling out as well of that series. We'll keep you all up to date with that news as well. Uh, right, Carlos Sainz, actually, next up on the list, because it's now going to get into the silly... Oh, well, sorry, I never... Actually, I forgot my own podcast point. The second reason that Hamilton uh, is very good for joining Ferrari, he keeps his 2008 World Championship. Because if, if by any chance... <laughs> yeah, Matt knows I'm going. You both know I'm going, don't you? If, by any chance, Massa gets this to court, Ferrari can't give any evidence because it is now a conflict of interest because they had both drivers. So, effectively, Hamilton's just kept his 2008 world title by going to Ferrari. Best move of his career to keep that. That's just a conspiracy theory, but it's true. In a court of law... They can't give evidence. They'll be biased against both. True. So, Lewis Hamilton, officially 2008 world champion. What was it, 16 or so years later? So, uh, yeah, at least we can finally put that to bed. We've been talking about that enough. Uh, it even got me in trouble on the Grid Network, didn't it? What was it? I had uh, loads of people shouting at me in the comments about it as well. Everyone on the channel loved it, but on the, on the comments, they were all uh, having a go and everything. That was quite funny. Okay. Back to modern-day Ferrari, and they've got a bit of a pickle because Carlos Sainz was out of contract at the end of this season. Ferrari have now executed that contract as well, so he will not be a Ferrari driver after this season. Uh, he has released a statement, Carlos Sainz, shortly after it was announced that Lewis would be taking over. It says, Following today's news, Scuderia Ferrari and myself will part ways at the end of 2024. We still have a long season ahead of us and like always, I will give my absolute best for the team and for the Tifosi all the way around the world. News about my future will be announced in due course. Now, just to start with, Jess, I'll come to you on this one because I want to get Matt's opinion on where he could go in the future. Jess, standing with you on this, how bad is it for Ferrari to effectively sack the only driver who got them a win last year and did so in fine style in such a Red Bull-dominated year that they've just dropped him. That's it. Nothing. Even though I'm happy for Lewis about him going to Ferrari, I feel so sorry for Carlos Sainz. He, that shouldn't have been the way for Sainz to be dropped by Ferrari like that. I mean, both Ferrari drivers are pretty decent. I was expecting them to be part of the Ferrari fold for quite a long time when Sainz joined Ferrari I think he was one of the drivers who signed quite early on into the season beforehand as well so we can testament to that we thought that the season before did he make the wrong decision but then after that he matched Leclerc a few seasons for a few seasons like you were saying Josh the only driver apart from Verstappen and Perez to get a race victory which is the main race and he just, he just did fantastic. Of course, he got that win in Silverstone in 22, which I admired, by the way, for his first win, which was amazing. But, yeah, I felt so sad that he had to found, find out this way. And let's hope he's got other options um, to um, his back pocket. I, I, I've been talking about this with my mum and dad earlier on, and I can sense with 2026 coming around... I'm, I'm sure Matt will have some views in a minute. I think Sauber is going to go to Sauber. Uh, 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 I think Cosite's going to go to Sauber, and then that will turn to Audi, and he would be the main driver for that team. I don't know what Matt thinks. Matt? I to totally agree with that, and I've been saying this for some time. As soon as uh, Andrew Seidel left McLaren and went to Audi to head up that project, which, as we know, is coming in. 26 when the new regs come in he was going to take one of them surely he had to take one of Lando or Carlos and of course mm. Lando signed the new deal uh, last week which as I mentioned at the time on, on social media Lando seems to sign a new contract every six months because I think he's had four or five extensions at McLaren he's only been there two seasons <laughs> um, but now the, Carlos is on the market um, his dad is a Audi factory driver and has just won a big race in Dakar a couple of weeks ago for Audi. So he's got some sway there. But yeah, I've been saying that if science, if the science left Ferrari, then surely his first option would be to go to um, 
Audi or Sauber or whatever. But he's got a year in the middle where there's going to be whatever they're still going to are they still going to be called stake next year? I go. I would guess they, they so, yeah. possibly might be. Keep but would he sit on the sideline and and do a a testing job for a season for Audi behind the scenes, and then come in fresh with maybe a young German next to him in the second seat? David Beckman's probably a bit past it now, but he would have been one of my... If this had happened three or four years ago, then he may have been in the, with a chance of getting that. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely on the science to Sauber slash Audi bandwagon and, and have yeah. been for quite a while. I forgot about Andreas Seidel moved over to uh, Sauber, and that kind of makes sense because he worked with Carlos during the McLaren wow. days, and that worked mm-hmm. very well, so... I, 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 I could see a, I could see a good relationship as well with, with them folding. So I really do hope Sight just got something signed very, very soon because um, that would that would be a good move. But obviously with Sight's moving to Salva, the question is who will stay with him in 25? Will Bias have to go or will Joe? That's the thing, isn't it? And I'm perfectly done to the next question. What would you rather have at the team? Would you rather have... A driver who is getting a little bit too close to being past it with Valtteri? Or would you rather have a young, exciting driver alongside Carlos Sainz as well? Because I think it's pretty much mm. it's, it's it's pretty much written in um, fabric, isn't it? With all the nice stitching and everything. His name has been sewn into Audi for years and with his dad. Definitely. And and it was mm. the worst kept secret that he was going to go there anyway. It still is the worst kept secret because now it all sort of fits together. So he will definitely take that seat. Don't know what he's going to do for a year. Maybe Ferrari might stick him in the World Endurance for a year. Then he goes off to Audi. Not sure how that's going to pay off, though. Uh, but mm. it's like a goodbye gift. He can go win Le Mans. Yeah, I mean, you look at Sauber... Um, do we think Joe has got many more seasons in him, especially if we now finally get a Chinese Grand Prix mm. this year? I, don't, I can't see. He's not exactly lit the world alight, has he, since he came in as a rookie and since. Would they keep Teo Porcher in their driver pool and have a Porcher science tie-up and spin, spin the, the driver market roulette wheel completely and have two, two new people mm. maybe Bottas goes to Aston Martin when Alonso retires or moves elsewhere Alonso's not going anywhere of, all the jigsaw puzzles of the driver market which is going to play out over the next 18 months is fascinating oh it's making my head hurt just trying to think about it because I, <laughs> you've, you've brought Tia Porcher into it and this brings us on next about not only where will science go but who's going to replace Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes it's all a mess so hey, I've got a theory here bear with me it go will on. it will be Albon to Mercedes, Schumacher to Williams, and mm. and then I think that's pretty much how it's going to pay up because I think that everybody keeps it keeps everyone happy because I think Vesti's ready yet, but I think realistically they need a stopgap for a year or so because I don't think they're going to drop Kimi Antonelli in so fast. So how about this? Schumacher for two years takes her over for twenty five and the first year twenty six. And Kimi Antonelli goes in for 26 at Williams, comes over to the main team for 27. That's more realistic, isn't it? I've got some suggestions. Actually, I was uh, having a mind bubble about this. I want Alexander Albon to go to Mercedes. He's done extraordinarily well in the Williams fold for the past couple of years. And it will be the same thing to what we saw with George. He left Williams after the end of his third year, then went to Mercedes, so we could see the same thing there as well. I think Kimi will go to Williams in 25 if he has a good season this season, because don't forget, after George's rookie season, Mm. he went straight to Williams, Lando went straight to McLaren, and Albon went straight to... Well, it was was Toro Rosso back in the day, so it, 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 it... it, it, can, it can be done, but only Kimi obviously has a great season. Um, and we've got to think of people who are in the driver fold, but there is one or two names that I'm going to draw out. There's had a bit of rumours in the driver market at the moment. There are rumours that a driver is going to the Mercedes HQ tomorrow. And the rumours I'm hearing in the rumour mill at the moment, tomorrow is in time of recording, so it probably would have happened already. That's Friday. Even though I want it to be Albon... 
I have the slightest suspicion that it's going to be Fernando Alonso that's going to get Lewis's seat. Alonso and George get on very well together in general. Oh, God, Alonso they've been on is a two-time world champion. I've just realised they've been on holiday together, haven't they? They've spent the last two New Year's yeah. Eve together, and, been, and everyone was going like, "Why are they on holiday together?" And don't you remember that Vettel was there as well with Russell, and Toto was there with Alonso. I forgot about that Im- completely. Imagine if we have either Vettel coming on a vertical. Honestly, if Vettel goes to the series, I think we'll all be screaming our heads off. But yeah, Ooh. I think I think it's either going to be Alonso or Albon. To be honest. I did throw in there, uh, I was thinking Bottas at one point, but I don't think Bottas is going to go back to Mercedes, to be honest. But I'm strongly leading on to some of my suspicions that Alonso is going to get Mercs. That'll be his third team in like six years or something, but I don't know. Matt, do we dare even think about Sebastian Vettel? I think if anything yes. could could bring him out of the retirement would be... <laughs> you, and of course, good friends with Lewis Hamilton. Uh, what didn't make him... George... Yeah, yeah, George. Oh, would it work, Matt? Would it work to bring Vettel back? And he's not old. He's not old. He's younger than <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton's 39. Vettel's only, what, 37? Something like that. So would it work to bring him in and stick him in the car and literally do a Schumacher? Uh, it would be. The whole of social media would explode, as Jess said. I don't, I don't see it happening. Mm. Fernando is the king of positioning and he's got it wrong a couple of times let's be honest but he's just got himself in a place where he could step across the the short trip from uh, Silverstone down to Brackley down the A43 it's not too too far a distance he could pull up there tomorrow and sign a deal Vesti uh, you mentioned Vesti Josh he's in a real pickle now because he's left Mercedes doesn't he the Mercedes Junior programme right uh, has he because uh, I know he's not coming back to F2 yeah, he um, just left, didn't he? He's, he's doing uh, IMSA yeah. or WEC, isn't he? He done oh, some I IMSA, right. and I think he was on Super Formula, so that's where he's destined For to this year. Yeah. Series, I think that's, he's going to be yeah, doing yeah. in too. Oh, right, yeah, he's doing no, European Le yeah, Mans Series, not IMSA. It's okay. the bulb down the street there, and it's come back into my brain. Um, <laughs> Kimi Antonelli is obviously a very interesting one. He's going straight from Formula Regional to F2, missing Formula 3 out entirely. If he, he's in the best team, he's at Prima uh, for the year with Oli Behrman as his teammate, more on him in shortly, uh, in the news that's got completely forgotten about today. Um, if he can come into the F2 championship, and we know how competitive it can be at times, wasn't hasn't been for the last couple of years, but I feel like next year might be really good. And do a, a Lando, do a Leclerc, do a Russell do a Hulkenberg back in the day when it was GP2 and just blow everybody's doors off. By the time we get to June, July, surely they'd have no choice, Mercedes. They yeah. have to give him the seat if he's in position to win the championship. Of course, if he wins the championship, he can't come back um, in that sort of silly rule that probably actually needs to go away with F2 now. The fact that people are missing out on jumping up with what we lost poor chair and Drugovic over the last two years. But if he does go into F2 and blow everybody's doors off, then surely. But maybe they'll have a plan B back up with Mick Schumacher, as you mentioned, who's doing WEC this year with Alpine. Fernando, as I've said, we've talked about Carlos, maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else in the Mercedes Young Driver Programme at that sort of top echelon. I don't really think there is. Certainly ready. Schumacher, Um, maybe... I, 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 think I would it, see Schumacher Williams. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't Albon, think Schumacher will be ready. I think that's. I don't think. I think that's. Yeah, more likely. If they don't take Kimi Antonelli, then it will be an Al. I think it will be an Albon and Schumacher coming in at Williams, as you said, Jeff. Or Ocon. Yeah. That was my next Ocon. sentence. Yeah. Ocon yeah, yeah. is managed by Toto Wolff and he's a Grand Prix yeah. winner. He's only on loan to Alpine and their relationship is good, but he's alongside Pierre Gasly, who they don't get along and they run into each That's other. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Ocon, even though I think that the team play, he is not a team player. Whereas the ones that we talked about, they mainly play well as a team. So, no offense, I don't think Ocon is going to get a Mercedes seat. We, I've got a list here of drivers who will be out of contract by the end of 2024. So, are you ready for this? Strap yourselves in because there's quite a lot of drivers, including Sites and Alonso, that I've just mentioned. So, we've got Perez, 
Gasly, Ocon, Lance Stroll, Alonso, Carlos Sainz, Joe Guanyu, Valtteri Bottas, Logan Sargent, Alexander Albon, Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Tsunoda, Nico Hulkenberg, and Kevin Kevin Magnussen. That's fourteen of the twenty drivers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And two of had contract extensions of Leclerc and Norris. Oh, it's just it's it's making me smile, but the brain is hurting so much to try and process this because there is just so many possibilities as to where they can go. I think everyone's been shocked by Hamilton to Ferrari. I think we're going to be in for a couple more shocks like this over the course of the next what seven eight months or so because. Next question about this as well. How long can Mercedes realistically leave this? I mean, theoretically, they've got the monopoly right now on the driver market because everyone's going to want that seat. Everybody's going to be wanting... Yeah. But... Yes, but there's a second Red Bull seat that might be going up, going as well. Um, Perez. um, Um, Perez is not going to get it. So... Uh, I mean, Paris is in trouble. That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I think, I don't think, as I said before, I don't think we'll hear anything until after Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, I think it'll be a lot later than that. I think. think? Summer break. No, no. I think it'll be towards the end of the year because Mercedes, I think, would want to evaluate their options because they, yeah, they've yeah. got the luxury of Lewis telling them before the start of the season that they would probably know who they're going to approach so that they unless the rumours are true and they've already sorted out a driver anyway but I think if they haven't sorted out their drivers yet they need to because it's one of the best teams on the grid they've got to think strategically here as well I think it's going to be probably around Probably around about towards not not right at the end of the season, but towards at Several least the start of the final time. half of the season, where Mercedes will, I think, will get to make a decision. But it won't be early on. I think Cause if it's early on, I think it's too too early, in my opinion. But you don't want to leave it too late and miss. But you just said we've got fourteen seats up for grabs potentially. You don't want to miss on somebody because they you're hanging out. They've got to choose someone experience, Dan. They've got to choose someone with experience if yeah. they want to pick early. They, 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 yeah, they, so that's probably why I think Alonso or Albon it will be a good choice for them. Who's, or Carlos coming your way. Yeah, I mean, there was mm. even a rumour going around. I mean, now it's been announced that it's 2025, not this, but there was a little rumour going around this morning that Hamilton and, o- and, Hamilton and Sainz were literally just going to swap over before testing mm. and that it would be this year nah, that it would happen nah. uh, do, yeah. do not believe that that, that oh no it's not going to happen sorry no. yeah no yeah. but do it, not there was a rumour there was it was, like, it was just a couple of things and even Sky picked up on it which is why but it's not going to happen because it's been announced now it's 2025 but if if I was Mercedes you've got as we said there's two ways to go about this the smart route or the 2016 Rosberg's done a runner panic get Bottas yeah, and I I don't know. They've got to be smart. Experienced driver, you've got to look Vettel. You've got to look uh, Alonso. I would... If I was Toto, before even starting, I would be on the phone to Vettel. I would. A four-time mm. world champion mm. who was only just left, who had a good stint with Aston, who got that team mm. back up, and I, I, who, I, I would honestly be on the phone to him saying, look, do you want to do two seasons? Not, no, no pressure... Mm. Get back to us. That gives that gives Mercedes two years to think about who they want Antinelli, from their yeah. young driver program. Gives yeah, a chance to test with Schumacher as well in their in the testing role and, and gives Kimmy yeah. a few seasons, like maybe at William, just to get find his feet a little bit if he does well in F two. And Vettel could help the team. And Vettel and, could help Schumacher again. Exactly. And, and we know how Vettel and Schumacher yeah. Work well, I'm almost. Has Mick been confirmed as Mercedes reserve driver yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So that that's good because I think Mick did very well in the simulator last season. But yeah, imagine Vettel being Mick's mentor. Oh, that would be insane. Coming in and continuing Michael's, mm. you know, from Ferrari has a couple of years away. I know Michael had a few more than 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 Vettel's currently on now. And then goes to Mercedes. 
yeah, the, the, again, much like we talked about with Lewis at the very top of the show, the stories are there's a lot of parallels there if they do well, go with yeah. Schumacher 789 Vettel 22, 23, 24 there's just so many possibilities isn't it, it makes my brain hurt but it's very <laughs> exciting because last season we did have anyone move and this season we could see it the biggest <laughs> silly season it's ever. ever and don't forget we had yeah. Steiner left Haas so technically yeah. that's one well, I know that's for this year, but that counts. It is weird that this year we are going in with exactly the same driver lineup that was in Abu Dhabi. That's never happened in the history of Formula One that we had one season and start the other with exactly the same driver lineup. And then going into twenty twenty four, it is it's all no twenty twenty five, sorry, it's all gonna change. In, in next year there is literally everything is just going to blow up and I can't pretty much all seats will be available apart from <laughs> George at Mercedes Lando Leclerc obviously and Lewis and, and Max Max, Max at Red Bull yeah, oh yeah Max yeah, yeah so five drivers have got their contract sorted out or are doing up to 2026 who I saw a very funny uh, post on X this afternoon from somebody who said uh Verstappen's probably pounding around somewhere on our factor this afternoon, and he's completely oblivious to all of this. And he's gonna cut, he's gonna turn his computer off, look at his phone, and go, "What?" Oh, <laughs> oh yes, she's got a seat as well in 2026. Did yeah. you see his tweets earlier? Oh my god, I did. Was, honestly, it was so funny. It was like, "What did I miss?" You went out for a run. Oh, went for a run. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> did I screenshot that? I think I did. I on a minute. It's on my. Uh, oh my I did. God. And I'm sure Lando replied to him or something. He I did. don't know. Like it's, it's on the screen now, and I'll read out for our listeners. Uh, Oscar said, uh, "Just been for a run. Have I missed anything?" And then Lando tweeted, "I understand that without my agreement, Oscar Piastri has put out a press release late this morning that I'm running for him next year. This is wrong. <laughs> I have not signed a contract with Oscar Piastri's running club for 2025." and I will not be running for Oscar next year. Running contract recognition board aware of this was Oscar's response. Wow! <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. And you can't wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know, I, I know Piastri already has a contract to 2026, but could we see a release contract brought into Piastri and could we see him to Mercedes? Karun said it. Now, Karun said on the Sky F1 show that was on about an hour ago, he said that his dream lineup would be George and Oscar. They get each other, they get on with each other really well, they're good old friends, and that would be a strong partnership. And he said Mark Webber's negotiated a few contracts before. He knows how to get out of them. He, and he got out of his Red Bull contract quick and enough. And they both won F2 in their first season. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It, Oscar would be it, good. It's but, gonna, mm, I, think, I think it's going to be tough to get Piastri out of the contract. So, but yeah, that's another possibility that I would like to throw in there. So I wouldn't leave McLaren for Mercedes. I, McLaren I is a, such a strong team. I could see why Piastri wouldn't want to stay at McLaren rather than to go to Merck. You wouldn't have been saying that at the start of last year, which is really... This is how quick Formula no. 1 could change. Bahrain last year, even testing last year, we were like, what's happened to McLaren? The end of 2021 uh, was such a great thing. And then start of 2022, they were nowhere. Start of 2023, they were worse off than ever. And then they dominated the second half of the season with, what was it, six Crazy. podiums? Yeah, and, and, a, and a sprint win. It's, it's insane. I think Piastri needs to stay at McLaren. All right, closing thoughts on this because we've got to talk about a couple of other uh, F1 news stories as well as been breaking before we sign off on this F1 special podcast. And then tomorrow we'll get everything because Hass launched tomorrow. We'll be live for that. Well, live on the Friday for that. Um, and then we'll record the review for uh, Daytona and Diria. Wait, Hass launch? Is that this week? It's tomorrow on Friday, yeah. We'll get on with that in a second, actually, uh, with when Matt wants to talk about uh, their driver announcements. So just closing out, who do you think? Uh, who do you think will take um, Lewis Hamilton's seat at Mercedes? Just if you could pick out one name, who is it going to be? I'll start with you, Jess. I want Albon, but my gut feeling is going to be Alonso. Matt, the heart says Vettel now that we've brought it up. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> I, it's, I, be, I, I think <laughs> it's still going to be the young whippersnapper Andrea Kimi Antonelli. Oh. I can't wait. Okay, personally, I want Vettel. 
my heart uh, my heart wants Rettel. I think that's a brilliant option. Uh, brain says Albon. It, 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 it's, you know, it's fluctuating between everything. Is it is it going to be Albon? Is it going to be Ocon? Is it going to be Antonelli? Is it going to be Schumacher? It's just that all in my brain. It won't get out my head fast enough. So, Should yeah. we make predictions or something of 2025? I think we should do a podcast of... Oh, my word, Silly yeah. season predictions. Yeah. We, uh, we'll get on with that as well. We'll do a special podcast, try and get everybody yes. on. That'll be insane. Before oh, the season starts. Yeah, yeah. Before the season starts, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Matt. And Matt as well. Oh, of course, Matt's part of the team now as well. And Matthew, I will be joining us as well uh, for the NASCAR. And Seth, hopefully, will be joining us for a couple. Uh, we were going to have Seth on with Matt, but Matt's working. No, Matthew's working. Matt's here. But mm. Seth is um, never available at the moment because he's working too. So we'll hopefully have him on. All right. For a couple, um, get used to the Taylor Swift things. If you thought they were bad with me, they're worse with Seth. Uh, oh, believe it or God. Not. <laughs> I'm pulling them back this year uh, after having an ex who liked Taylor Swift so much as well. It's been damaged a little bit, but uh, I'm still Swifty. Uh, oh, your ex knows all too well. <laughs> oh, believe me. <laughs> Tell you what, I-, I know that she wouldn't be happy with this news today, so I'm sort of like taking a small little yippee from it as well. Because uh, she doesn't like Hamilton, she loves Ferrari, so I get a win there. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, moving on to the Andretti news that was broken, and I think it's sort of all. But we've seen—I'm sure you've all seen the memes of Lewis Hamilton as the little girl, uh, Fred Vasseur as the mother in the pool helping her drown. That you've got—you've uh, got all the um, sinking for the Haas launch as well. It's like we're in the news too, and then right at the bottom is a skeleton drowned at the bottom of the pool is Andretti, and that's what I feel the news is. Last night on the Grid Tonight show, me, Matt, uh, Kobe and Ben Schneider all were on about this. It was an hour-long podcast. You can see that in the link description or go to Grid Network's YouTube channels as well. But we'll get started with you, Jess, on this. It was announced that Formula 1 has rejected the bid from Andretti and that it will be coming into an option that they can reapply with General Motors as a power supply factory team in 2028. But they said that they rejected Andretti's bid mainly because they, one, thought that it would not be cost-effective enough for them to build a car for the 25 and then 26 regulations to be competitive enough. Two, there will be no room for them in the pit lane and it will cost the promoters too much to do it and three uh the factor is that the f1 name would be more value to andretti than the andretti name would bring to formula one which annoyed everybody so jess starting with you what's your take on formula one once again not listening to the fans ah i mean i could safely say f1 have made the wrong decision why would you want to get rid of andretti andretti is a bit I, I said that in the in the last podcast I was in with you. Andretti is a big name across all forms of motorsport, IndyCar, Extreme, NASCAR, lot, lot, lots of other sports, and they've done extremely well. So, with F1 saying that they think F1's going to bring value to Andretti, no, Andretti's going to bring value to you because you're they're going to get well. Andretti's going to be well known because of it, and more people will know about Andretti because of it as well. I just don't get it. F1 would want to bring more Americans to watch the sport and, like, there's rumours that Chicago could be a part of the Formula 1 season as well. Why would you want to promote the sport to Americans more but not have a a good American team? I I, I, I spoke to my mum and dad about this and about what they thought. They thought it was ridiculous as well and they thought they should be a a part of F1 because it would have been it would have been great for the sport personally but again F1 sadly does not listen to the fans wrong decision in my opinion and I wonder if the Ferrari announcement was made today just to distract people from that I think so Matt yeah a lot of people said the same thing Jess after the Wednesday furore of Andretti and as you mentioned Josh we talked about it for almost an hour on grid tonight this week and yeah go and check that out because I think we all recovered it pretty well but just to bring in real time of recording this podcast a couple of things that have come to light today the FIA have po- they posted a little statement this morning didn't they saying that yeah. there will be discussions to come on this because they'd already granted them the entry and a tweet I saw from uh, one of the entries that got rejected Lucky Sons mm. uh, Steve Prince he, he tweeted back to John Hindoff the voice of Radio Le Mans and said 
The reasons, all 20 of them, were a total contradiction to what all the applicants were briefed on presenting to meet the criteria. So everything that they've come back with F1 is just BS and just made up. I knew it. I said it. What we mentioned last night, I think we touched it on it a little bit on the grid show last night. I don't know really what more to say apart from what I said at the end of the discussion is I'll do the thing again here. We've got the pie. Please don't take any of our pie. <laughs> it, is, current F1 team. it is that, isn't it? And it was, it, 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 I said last night, it felt like they were just lying and, and the, they were just gatekeeping mm. because Andretti yeah. were told, you need to pay 200 million anti-dilution fee. Okay, we'll pay it. Oh, now it's 600 million. Okay, we'll pay that too. You need to have a car in the winter. Okay, well, look, we've got one in the winter. Look, right there. Oh, you've got you've got to build one. Etc. Etc. Would you like GM as a, to bring in? They they hit every single thing that they had, and they even this is the thing that really bugged me as well. They even uh, got rejected by saying that there will be no room for them in the pit lane when they had an entire film crew take up an entire garage for the majority and, and last year. To make the decision, why? What? To be honest, F1 are just starting. Sorry, I'm shouting. I'm, I, no, you probably could tell that I absolutely hate their decision, but surely they should have thought about this when the FIA made the decision, because that could have been the straight up known because of it. I think they're just making excuses just to get them them off. And I'm almost certain one of the other main reasons why Andretti will no longer be on the grid, because certain teams don't like it. There's teams that uh, lower teams on the grid that are going to get less money on it because it's more than likely Andretti's going to be doing well, so they'll take more money off the teams that are struggling. That's my opinion. I think it's everybody's opinion on that. It really is the same thing, isn't it? And it just needs to be dealt with, and hopefully we'll hear more from that, because that story is going to run and run. We'll keep across that here on the podcast and on the Grid Network. Uh, the link to that is in the description, and you can join that if you're listening into us on Amazon, Apple, or... Where, are, where else are we? Amazon, what? Apple, Spotify. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, then it will be on the Grid Ranking as well and the Grid Network's YouTube channel. Now, uh, final story about Formula One this uh, weekend. Well, we just to touch on the fact that also there was a... We've, I think we said it last time out about the Madrid street circuit, so we've already covered that as well on the podcast and, and how ridiculous that looks as well. And Osaka might be coming to that. We'll be talking about that more and more as we get into the season, and especially we're holding back some stories for the uh, pre-season testing of Formula 1 so we can get really in-depth with it when we start on February 21st, 22nd and 23rd, uh, coming up all testing live for Formula 1. Final story tonight. Um, we have got the Haas launch on Friday, which is tomorrow from this recording. Um, it, it's going to be the VF24, I think it is, isn't it? And it looks very good. Magnussen and Hulkenberg signed up already, but it was their drivers that were announced as reserves this year. Um, Pietro Fittipaldi staying on as a reserve, as we knew, but then Oli Beerman getting now set over to Haas as a reserve driver. And he's also going to be a reserve driver at Ferrari as well. So, Matt, starting with you on this one, Beerman impressed me so much last year at Formula 2 the, the, the Azerbaijan weekend I thought was a masterclass I think he's definitely going to be in contention for the title this year as you said earlier he's alongside Antonelli as his teammate do you reckon that this is what he needed I think he's got what six sessions across the year in both Haas and Ferrari cars yeah and then he'll probably get the young driver test at Abu Dhabi as well at the end of the year um, yeah uh, good move uh, Fittipaldi as you mentioned is the other reserve but he is doing the IndyCar uh, full-time this year and there are obviously some clashes so uh, Behrman will be on hand if required for Haas if Fittipaldi is not there and vice versa um, yeah that Baku weekend he had last year he was sensational in both races just tremendous set him up for the rest of the year I, one, someone that came, kind of came onto my little radar that I hadn't really heard of too much about because he'd been doing some sort of F4 and stuff like that and then burst onto the scene um, and was really, really impressive. So I think that's a great move. Ferrari, obviously, have liked what they've seen from him. He did the young driver test at the end of last season, and he did, I think he did one of the sessions, didn't he, Abu Dhabi at the, at the Grand Prix at the, yeah. uh, during the Grand Prix weekend last year, as well as the young driver test. So they obviously um, are very high on uh, Behrman. And, yeah, going into the Prima team with Antonelli next year, those two are going to be... Um, fighting out for the title you can be sure so really good move to have him another of the seemingly at 
remember a few years ago when there was no British drivers in Formula One <laughs> about 10 odd years ago when it was just Lewis and now we've got a smattering in there and a, get some really other fast young kids on the way through as well it's really good to see we mentioned about just Lewis as well because I've been watching race day replay he's been uploading all the 2000 you know all the early 2000s ITV oh, yeah. shows yeah yeah fantastic mm. we've got to 2007 and I absolutely forgot how biased ITV was to Lewis Hamilton it, it was it was literally at the start of every single pre-show Lewis Hamilton is now he, he's had a big hit in the barrier in qualifying don't worry he will race today it's like yeah it was a little knock in qualifying I and mean, he's fine and I forgot how how biased they were it gosh drive me mad go on i think Je- i think james allen is a biased commentator in general <laughs> because remember what happened in 2006 when jensen button won his first grand prix he was like yes jensen button wins. Yeah, that is true grand prix. get in there <laughs> That is true, actually. He's biased, isn't he? I've been accused of it occasionally, but then I say... Same, same. But I just... I'm, Matt, I'm sure you've had this as well, the Cup Series, and no idea with Carl Larson, just behind you. But still, just say... <laughs> <laughs> just say as well, go look at any other broadcast, and if look at when Ocon won a Grand Prix. Look at when Leclerc won a Grand Prix for the first time and everything. When Le- I must admit, when Leclerc won in Spa in 2019 after the horrible weekend oh, yeah. we had I, I was yeah. very emotional that got to me more than anything and a week later in Monza doing it again that got to me more and it was like did yeah did did did, did. I think was it either the Italians or the Monegaskins on like the commentators were like absolutely oh, they were going for it yeah yeah and the French did for Pierre Gasly when he won at Monza the year after as oh, well oh yeah in 2020 whatever it was the, you mentioned that Jensen Button win at Hungary my favourite moment of all of that commentary is just after James Allen's done the get in there bit it was <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davidson was co-comming that day because Martin Brundle <laughs> yes. for whatever reason wasn't there and he suddenly come out with a line of oh Martin I was what here to see done? this and you weren't or something along those lines it makes <laughs> oh, me laugh Martin every time Brundle, I hear. what have you done that's and it, Anthony, Dave, it. Anthony Davidson I think was a reserve driver I think at the team under, yeah and yeah, yeah. I think it was Martin. I think it's round about his daughter's birthday, round about Hungary, when it when it used to be on the calendar. That's why he, used to, he yeah. always used to dive off in those races. Of course, Alex and Charlotte were young back in those days as well. So mm. uh, ho- I, I know I'm a bit biased because Je- I talked about Joseph Butler, but Joseph Butler is my all-time favourite driver, and I'm so excited to see what he could do in um, some series this year. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Got a podium last weekend at the Rolex. Oh yeah, we did, didn't he? Um, mm. So well, good job to Jensen. That, that that entire thing with the relics was uh, weird. We'll get onto that um, in tomorrow's pod uh, as well. I don't know if you saw it, Jess, with the checker flag coming early. I, I did. I, I heard it happening, but I did not call it because I was doing one up. I thought you were, yeah. Matt, however, you uh, haven't seen it yet, but I know you're waiting for it. Uh, oh. As a time of recording, I'm two and a half hours in to the race because it went up on YouTube today. So I've watched two and a half hours and I'll watch Wait, some more of it tomorrow. It yeah, 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 it's on YouTube. The whole, all of it is on there. Stand and early. I've got... I've got the uh, task of trying to get it all in in the next two weeks before the Bathurst 12 hour. All right. Oh, yeah, it's Bathurst <laughs> soon. Forgot about that. I'm not covering that because we've got um, MotoGP testing uh, live. All oh, right, OK. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to watch it, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, we do. I don't know. It's MotoGP testing. I say it's live. There's no track action. It's just, just a timing screen with some voiceovers. Anyway, um, getting to the end of our hour on everything uh, is there any other motorsport uh, Formula 1 news we need to cover I think we've pretty much glossed it all up from Formula 1 so I want to have one Matt here quickly talk about the clash at the Coliseum with NASCAR we'll be covering uh, all of it live this weekend on JB Motorsports and on the Grin Network don't know how we're going to team up yet just at the moment but Matt you're going to be on the call I know uh, oh, oh is Seth on the call with uh, Matthew this I'm weekend I'm not on the call this weekend but right. uh Looking forward to the the big one, the Daytona 500, the the proper kick off to the season in a couple of weeks. But yeah, the clash at the Coliseum, the exhibition race in Los Angeles at the old Olympic Stadium, the Coliseum, uh, on Sunday night. And there's the Mexico NASCAR Mexico race on Saturday, which Matt and Seth are doing on USRN just because there's a race. It's on television, so why not? Um, but yeah, the kick off of the season for NASCAR. Good to be bringing it. I'll be part of the team bringing it potentially through the season. We'll have to work out. Still got diaries to align <laughs> yeah. for uh, coming on with you, Josh, and doing some calls in, in your commentary box and over on the USRN commentary box over on Mixer.com as well. We'll be doing between us and probably 
us doing the same races as you from time yeah, to time yeah. throughout the year, every single race between all of us for the Cup Series throughout the years. Uh, looking forward to it. It's the biggest thing we've ever done. Trying to do what was it thirty eight races. <laughs> 36, 36 plus invitationals, yeah. That's all, yeah. It's, it's, Good it's luck. mad, yeah. And that's why quite a lot, USRM. And then there's a there's a nightmare where we've got Canada, Road America, and somewhere yeah. else, I can't remember, on the same, like the same time. So uh, I'm doing Road America. Jess is at Road okay. America. I'm at Canada. And I think uh, Matthew and I'm Matt, you're probably going to be <laughs> in NASCAR. I, I, I want to do Fathoms. What is Adam going to do? Uh, Sonoma I don't know where Adam will be actually cause he's yeah con- because it's mostly American races so and he's contra- he's, he wants to IndyCar presumably he'll go to IndyCar uh, for that one as well my word I mean that's kind of like a, that's just not nice as well to have the, the top three we'll, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it yeah that's that's June's <laughs> problem we've got to get to the Le Mans 24 hours before that anyway we've gone over our hour uh, coming up exactly so I just want to say my thanks to Matt White and my thanks to Jess Ball for joining me on the pod tonight to talk about Hamilton Andretti and Haas uh, reminder that Haas have their launch it'll be probably already happened by now so we would have been live for it so go and take a look so it's at 2pm uh, GMT 9am Eastern uh, so we'll cover all of that and we'll be back with the next podcast very soon where we'll look back at all the action from Formula E in Diria and the Rolex 24 Hours which if you can't tell I still haven't recovered from completely Um, when we also will have all the coverage uh, the 6th, 7th and 8th of February we'll be live for all three days of the MotoGP testing with full live timing and we'll also have uh, coverage looking back at some races from last year and looking back at all the team launches as well plus of course other dates from the tracks it's all going to be fun my thanks to you matt welcome to the team uh, my thanks to you jess see you again soon and my thanks to all of you for listening in as well to the pod we'll be back very shortly take care have a great night well lewis in red who would have guessed it we'll see you soon bye bye